Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, Dr. Dad's coming at you with another great episode today. I'm with my main man, Dr. Nicholas Jensen. It's been a couple weeks, brother. Lots going on in life right now for, for both of us, I, I would say. Yeah, you bet. I mean, a ton of change, right? Lots of change, John. Yeah, life never seems to be uh, stagnant. Uh, there's just a, a reality of life that involves change, and, and I think we how we ride that wave of change speaks volumes to our, you know, how centered we are, or biochemistry, or hormones, or structure, or all these things, uh, which is basically a big part of the conversation today, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. You know, it's it's funny change. You know, we all get stuck in our ways. I think a lot of times, you know, you get into these flows of like how your life's functioning, the cogs and the wheels are spinning, and there's a comfort zone there. And then all of a sudden, like you, you have these like, uh, what do you call it? A bump in the road, right? Speed bumps to hit you. Like I'll give you an example, like me right now, we've been struggling to hire some new people at the office. And like that, of course, affects the feel and the energy and the culture in the clinic because we have a new person or we've lost a person. And it can be stress- stressful at first. But it's funny how like once you move through that, right, and, and things change, a lot of times, sometimes you end up in a better place than you were before, right? Mm-hmm. But I think everybody creates these expectations for some reason that it's going to be bad or it's not going to be as good as it was, right? You know, and then my little boy is starting school. So like school starting up, Diego was homeschooled for two and a half years and now he's having to adjust and, you know, we're putting him back in public school and it can be scary, right? Like I'm watching my little boy every morning, like look super nervous, especially on that first day. And then just kind of working his way back into to that environment. But at the end of the day, he's going to thrive because I know my little man, like that's just his element. He needs to be surrounded by people and kids and, and stuff like that. So even though he doesn't know it's going to be better for him, he's going to see, I think in the long run. Right. But it's uh, mm-hmm. like, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about this formula for conscious change. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting. I've heard this, we just talked right before we got on the call, but I've heard this many times through different books or podcasts that I've listened to. Like, it's, it's funny how you'll pick this stuff up, but I, I believe this is the woman that created it. Her name's Tracy DeBrev and it's called the straight A formula for conscious change. So it's funny, man. I use this a lot in my clinic. Uh, and primarily when I'm working with, uh, mental, emotional, uh, type themes, when people are on the table and trying to help them move through, through these things to help create that conscious change. So let's talk about the formula real quick. And then, uh, we can dive into it, man, because this is same for you, man. Like you deal with a lot of addiction, right? And then of course, just this also applies when we're trying to help people change their health. Um, so very powerful stuff. And, I think if we give people a blueprint here and they can wrap their head around this, they can use this formula to constantly, you know, people always ask me, doc, how do I build more resilience with my stress? And Mm -hmm. I tell them, well, number one, you know, see a chiropractor or somebody who does energy work, and then we're going to build bandwidth and help you get a healthier nervous system. But on top of that, it's learning things like this, right. That help us 
deal with the with emotional mental stress and it's learning strategies and practices to have and tools to use in real time so <laughs> let's talk about this formula man so we got awareness acceptance action and achievement okay so those are the those are the four a's basically that tracy debrev talks about in this process of Basically, knowing where you are in the change process to keep you on track so that you're actually moving in the right direction with these things. So, brother, let's start with just like awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's such a great and simple framework. And, um, you know, when I think of uh, change, often we're not spending enough time just sitting with the reality that change is upon us. I think that we just get so caught up in the change and Maybe we don't label it. Maybe we don't really just spend some time and reflect on what it is that we're challenged by because change means so many things to so many different people, you know, and it could be a, like the more obvious changes, like a change in a relationship. You, know, you mentioned Diego changing from homeschool to, to public school. Um, I mean, that's a, that's an obvious change. And or it could be a change in, you know, moving from one city to another. But those are the more obvious changes. But then there's the little changes, I think, the the changes that um, and how we want to behave around the people we love. You know, it could be a change in, you know, I want to adopt a better diet. I want to change my exercise regimen. I want to change my sleep habits. I want to change my relationship to food or whatever. Like, so change is always happening. But are we spending time? just reflecting on what that change is because I think we can walk through life or go move through life with this sense of anxiety or the sense of depression, you know, depression being sort of stuck in the past and always referencing what life used to be like and how you should be based on how things maybe were versus the anxiety of the future of like the uncertainty, the unknown, like, am I going to get out of this? You're, you know, all of these things are just states of, of recognizing a place of change and, and maybe, you know, where we're not bringing some attention to it. So I, I think awareness is like really, okay, what am I going through right now? You know, maybe taking a, a bit of a, a cognitive assessment of where you are. You know, often when Dave and I get on a call, we're like, dude, how you been? So it's been a week, but like so much has happened. It's like, how do we actually get started on a podcast? Because there's so much to catch up on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Dave and I are good at, at reflecting on like kind of some of the challenges or some of the changes that are happening. And so obviously we can get lost in a dialogue with that. But um, that awareness piece is, is so important as a starting point. Brother, I love right now when you're talking about how we'll go out into like the future of what this should look like or how it's supposed to be. Or we think about the past of how it was. And it's funny how there's this stress that comes with that, right? And there's this resistance immediately and like the alarm goes off. And that's that sympathetic nervous system just blaring out, right? And I think this happens for a lot of people. I don't think everybody's all, always so welcoming of change. I think initially a lot of people resist it. And they they get lost in it, man. So like that, like like you were saying, like there's this there's a, a stress response immediately once change is initiated, or sometimes even like we're talking about awareness. That's like the first step, right? Like we're aware, and those thoughts start going immediately, right? Like you're thinking about what is it supposed to look like moving forward, right? And then oh, but but it was this way in the past, and and, and why can't it still be this way? But you know, still as an individual, that change is needed, right? Mm -hmm. And like you and me talk all the time, like 
change is good. Like nothing's permanent in life and everything's always growing and evolving. And like I said earlier, sometimes there's something better for us waiting on the other end, you know, once we move through, through the change, but until you get, I think through these different um, pieces of this, you don't experience that initially. But yeah. isn't it funny how we have this like fight or flight response a, a lot of times when, when change is starting to begin. Totally. And I think so much, much of that awareness is is lacking because we're so stuck in our identity. We're so like saturated with like this is who I am and this is this is what I this is my preference, this is what I like and don't like, you know, this is how I wish things would be. And so we're so busy wrapped up in this identity that we've come to know. And so anything that, that challenges that identity is going to steer us, you know, is, or it's, is essentially going to be part of where, where we really struggle with that change. And so I think part of this awareness building tool, um, even maybe prior to, or maybe that's the next stage is acceptance, but is like, are we, we willing to recognize that us as an identity can also change, you know, who we see ourselves to be can also be an experience of change. And so as a change is upon us, are we willing to embrace the fact that, okay, maybe I, I may navigate this completely differently or even just a little bit differently than I have before, because I'm not referencing this experience based on who I think mm. or know myself to be. So I think that's a, it's a challenge of our identity really is this, this self-awareness. Oh, and and I love like you're saying self-awareness, right? Because it's perception. Like you got to have this great self-awareness and it's increased usually. And this comes on typically because there's either an imbalance or disharmony in life, right? Or there's pain in some degree in our lives, whether it's emotionally, physically, you know, there's always something that's causing this shift. But, you know, the thing I always tell people about awareness is like you're halfway, right? Mm -hmm. Because some people don't have that self-awareness, like you just said, like it's not yeah. there. And a lot of times, you know, for some, it can come like when things are already really bad and others are good about picking it up before the monster gets too big. But it is, it truly is like half the battle is just having awareness. And yeah. I'm always talking to patients about and people about, you know, you need to have awareness, not just of like what's going on in your life, right? Uh, but also like internally, what's your internal awareness? Yeah. Of the, of the body right so like there's there's the outside world that we react to and things that we can be aware of and have perception of but then there's also this internal perception and awareness of who we are right and, and even from a physical standpoint what's going on yeah and and actually like you know i'm glad you brought that up because awareness is also an opportunity for not just a subjective reflection but it can also be a way that we get objective like this is where, you know, assessment, going to see someone like a chiropractic assessment, a blood work, hormone panel, a toxicity screen, uh, maybe you get your home analyzed for mold. Like these are all ways to develop awareness of our internal environment, but also our surroundings. So I love that you brought, brought some objectivity into that. It's like you didn't know till you didn't till you know, right? Yeah. No, no, but it's true, right? Like So true. I'm trying to yeah. think there was something in my life recently or what oh yeah like recently like i had a theme like that like i didn't know till i knew and then i was like damn like like and if it didn't change i wouldn't have gotten here yeah right so sometimes we need to welcome it right so yeah so big big one there okay so awareness having that awareness the increased self-awareness is, is half the battle 
but it's a big piece. And, and when you get better at the awareness, this is helping you step into the next step, which is acceptance, which in my experience, and, and I'm curious what you're going to say, Nick, like this is hard for people. Mm-hmm. The acceptance piece is a little difficult for a lot of people. I see a lot of people getting stuck in the awareness piece, right? They're completely aware, but then they're like resisting accepting it. And especially when it comes to like mental, emotional stress, there's a lot of issues with acceptance there, I think. And, and just like, so people know, I mean, you cannot change what you do not accept. So if you get stuck here, then we can't, you can't make the change. Like there has to be acceptance uh, about acknowledging that you're responsible for whether it's something in your life that needs to change, uh, whether like Nick's saying, it's like, oh, well, you know, my blood work looks horrible. I need to change my lifestyle and the way I eat and do these things. Or, you know, you're measuring things and, and maybe it's like, oh, I have to spend some money to deal with these things. There's all these moving parts, but there's acceptance through whether it's time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to spend more time with something. There's acceptance of, I'm going to have to put more energy behind this now in my life. Like, do I have time for this in my life? Some people, that's their big, their big, uh, it's their big deferral, right? Is like, oh, I don't have time to deal with this right now. Life's just yeah. too busy. Um, you know, and, and then the other piece is sometimes it costs money to deal with some changes in our life. There's an investment financially in that green energy, right? So I would say those are three big prongs that, that are always affecting sometimes our ability to accept some of these things. And I think we're not always super honest with ourselves when it comes to acceptance. And that's why this is hard for people to move into it. Mm -hmm. Totally. I I love that you brought in like objections and like sort of like myth myths of how things are supposed to be. And, uh, and objections, like when I think of, you know, you brought up some two big objections, which is time and money like how much resource someone has an objection to not, you know, make a dietary change, not work with someone, um, not do a program, not do, uh, maybe not take that course you've been wanting to take. Uh, there's, there's an incredible amount of objection that comes in because, and again, I would say it's probably because it's anchored in that identity of, of not wanting change and that identity of having a preference i'd rather do this i'd rather things just i'd rather my body just magically be healed by this magic bullet or this medication i just i'd rather and so i I think that uh inviting and acceptance allows us to move out of preference and to uh to be more present with what's going on you know okay this is going on uh my my health is going downhill it's a spiral I got to put some time and energy in this. I'm, I'm now accepting the fact that my blood work looks terrible um, uh, or my relationship's not working. Uh, so, but I could put my big boy pants on and actually recognize uh, that this is actually a problem, you know? And so, yeah, that requires a lot of work. I mean, we think of, uh, you know, people moving through addiction or, or people stuck in pain. Um, often we're looking for a way out just to, to remove the pain. To, to get out of the discomfort, you know, we look for the, maybe it's a bottle, maybe it's a prescription medication, maybe it's a drug, maybe it's some sort of distraction, but we're trying to find symptomatic relief and we're not accepting the fact that this is where we are. I mean, even the 12 steps program, you know, the first, uh, the first pro- part of the process is accepting that I, I have, I'm, I'm struggling with uh, an, an illness here. I'm struggling with a mental health trauma. I'm, I'm struggling with something. And that acceptance piece is critical in our ability to take 
you know, a- another step. Well, and it's funny, this piece that we're talking about, it doesn't come from a logic type place in your, in your brain, right? Like, I don't think you can use logic to build acceptance. So I think people get stuck up in their head a lot, Nick. And like, they're trying to come from a logical place to have that acceptance. And I would say that this is more of a like heart type, emotional driven type decision when you move into acceptance, right? Like this is totally emotional. You know, we make the biggest decisions in our life and we make the biggest change in our life and it comes from an emotional um, place, not a logical place. And so, you know, for, for our listeners, the shift has got to come from a big why. Like, why do you want the change in your life? Like, mm-hmm. if you're aware of it, that's one thing. But, like, what's your why? Like, why are you wanting the shift? Like, how important is it to you? You need to know what that why is. And a lot of times that why is going to come from an emotional place to help you make that shift, to override, you know, the brain a little bit, to help you start moving more into fully accepting so that we can move on to that next step. But it's totally emotional, right? It's it's more emotional, I'd say, than mental. I mean, yeah. it's both, but the, the, I think the heart the heart is guiding the mind when it comes to this. Yeah, something that I that I reflect on based on what you said there, like I, I find that you know many of us maybe don't pay attention to our why, like what's really driving us. You know, I think that's even an a part of accepting the awareness we have. We, we have no capacity to really know what, what it is that we want for ourselves um, or that that's even possible. We're, we're really, I think, better at typically knowing what we don't want. We don't want the pain. We don't want the discomfort. We don't want the difficult relationships, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, when we move into this place of acceptance and releasing, you know, the preference, I, I wish things were this way, uh, we we now create a little bit more authority over ourselves because we've stepped into stepped into a why. Like I love that you brought that up. I think that's so important. And if we actually anchored in that we we have an opportunity to have a brand new experience, something that's most likely going to be better than the one that we're experiencing in this current moment, that anchors us into our why. So a why could be you know wanting more years with our, our kids. Uh, providing a a better education for our kids or having more fun with the family or better movement in the body. So we don't not experiencing pain. The roadblock to that. Why I, I find for many people is it's, it's going to be hard. They say, and I, I catch myself saying this too. So I'm speaking from experience. I catch myself saying it's going to be hard. I don't want the pain of hard just may be greater than the pain of what I'm feeling right now. Or there's a perceived understanding of that. And, and it's obviously, it's not true, but we can put that roadblock of heart up. And I think that that's, um, I don't know why it feels like such a strong trigger for people. And, and, and again, myself too. That's true, man. You kind of weigh it out, right? You're like, oh, it's not, I'm going to have to go through all this just to get there. But the reality is, you know, I always give that analogy of like, it's like when you take off in an airplane, takes a lot of work to get to altitude, but once you're at altitude, you just coast, right? And it, it's mm-hmm. like that for every change. Like yeah. there's all that resistance, there's a little bit of work up front, but then once we get to altitude and we're gliding and then you kind of have that moment, you're right? And you're just like, oh man, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Like it, I had to put in a little work, but look where I'm at now, right? So 
Yeah, good. Good point, man. Like that's that's an absolute there. So remember, everybody, acceptance is more heart guiding the mind. Okay, and it's it's not going to come from a mental place. It's it's an emotional shift, but that emotional shift is what allows us to override and have have that that acceptance take place so that we can move into the next piece, which is action. So this is another one you and me talk about all the time, buddy. We talk about making sure we're changing our process if we want a different result. So this this goes into like old patterns and behaviors and things that we're already doing. Well, if, if we've already had that awareness of what's wrong and we've accepted, you know, that we need to change what we're doing, the actionable items have to be different than what we're already doing. They can't be the same behaviors and they can't be the same patterns. And we have to create that change. And this is, I think, where a lot of that resistance and the hard, the heavy lifting and the hard work that is perceived by most is coming from, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the invite here really is a, is a new experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think so much of our consciousness is rooted in the identity of, of the past as a result of having a belief system that that's just how life works. And so the action is an invite into a brand new experience, which involves uncertainty. Like, what if I fall? What if I what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? Um, you know, I've tried everything. Well, why would it work this time? You know, all those little stories that we tell ourselves, I, it's remarkable how good we are at stopping an action from taking place. And especially with a mental laundry list of all the things, our to-do list, right? It's funny that we call it a to-do list um, because that's sort of the action step that we need to complete. And yet, um, you know, it feels like uh, the tasks, again, seem too hard. They seem overwhelming, uh, but the opportunity is a new experience. And I, you know, I think of I think of this often with um, things that challenge me. You know, whether it be um, you know a physical challenge, like you know, we talked to Ryan the other day uh, about his his uh, his like uh, the GMB fitness, the the primal movement. There's so many little movements that I've just never really tried before because I've never been exposed to it. But each time you do this new movement, you gain a new experience. You've taken an action and you've experienced a new level of mobility in your body that you didn't know before um but if you didn't take the action you wouldn't know you know that you could do it and i think that's part of like building that resilience is starting to recognize where you can look 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 at your past and realize different action steps that you've maybe taken different experiences you've had you've built your belief system uh in the past on having these experiences and you're going to continuously strengthen and reinforce and grow and open your belief system by having more and uh so uh, yeah i think that's i love that you're on that because like you're challenging beliefs here right when we're in action and when we're challenging beliefs is that a comfortable feeling no it's super super (laughs) uncomfortable right so we we talk about this you and me have both said this many times but that resistance that uncomfortableness is an indicator that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing at this stage, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if you're not feeling it, you're not doing, you're not changing the behaviors, right? You're not changing the patterns. But that is the brain literally depruning and doing work and down-regulating from something it's already used to. So we've had this conversation of like this chemical soup in our brain, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so used to all your behaviors and all your patterns and it's releasing a very specific type of hormone cascade 
And you maybe have been in this state for years with these patterns. And the moment you start changing these behaviors and you're changing, you know, the patterns of how your day is going or the workout or the diet or whatever it may be, immediately your brain is like WTF, like what the F is going on? Like it, it's almost like it's an interesting feeling, man, because I experience it, you yeah. know, and I think everybody knows ex the exact feeling I'm talking about right now, especially when you're starting it up. And it, it, it's kind of like there's just so much telling you, stop, go back to the old way, stop going. And that, and those are the thoughts that you can't trust at this yeah. point. Because it's familiar too, right? Oh, like yeah. It's what we know. Yeah. It, it's what we know, but you can't. This, at this point in these actionable items when you're at this stage, you cannot trust all your thoughts. Because mm -hmm. your brain and your cells are going to fight back initially. They want to release the same chemical soup that you've been in for, I don't know how long. Why? Because it's used to it and it's upregulated for that. Yeah. So the moment you change that, you're starting to prune and you're downregulating and the brain is changing, the cells are changing, your whole physiology is changing. Yeah. And it's going to fight because it's like an addict and it wants what you've always given it. But again, this is like a beautiful indicator for you that it's happening. You're actually moving toward the change. And the longer you stay there, the more you actually notice, oh, wow, it's not as intense anymore. And it starts to fade very quickly. And then it gets easier to, to create these new patterns and, and to keep them going. It gets easier for these new behaviors to become the new ones. But, you know, I give the analogy of like the jungle, right? If, if we're in a jungle and you and me got two machetes, man, and we're trying to build a new trail, it's going to take a lot of work of hacking through all that foliage and those plants and those bushes yeah. to build a new path so we can walk, right? But the one that we've been walking has been open forever and we can walk up and down that path all day. So if I, I hope I'm giving the best visual for our listeners because that's literally the equivalent of what's happening in your, in your neurology and your nervous system is you're doing, you have to do a lot of work yeah. and it can be uncomfortable. So you mm -hmm. got to, in this stage, I think I would say, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a beginner a, mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can't help think it's adaptation. It's like yes, this action, exactly this experience. It yeah. You're, it's an experience of adaptation, of this discomfort, of the challenge. And, and I think most of the time when we reflect back on these experiences that we create and these actions that we take, there's so much reward, you know, and that's sort of like the next one anyways. But that being in the adaptation is never meant to be a comfortable place. It's really the antithesis of that. It's you're meant to get uncomfortable. And that's where a lot of this change and opportunity and growth happens. I mean, every time I get into a disagreement or argument with, with my, with my amazing wife, Sonia, um, I hate it. I hate being in discomfort or like with the kids and, you know, having arguments or disagreements, it's a horrible place to be in. And can we sit with that moment long enough or in that moment, can we cultivate that awareness, you know, cultivate the acceptance you're in the middle of it. And then now like generate a brand new experience go, you know what? I, I can see where this could go based on how things have gone in the past. I'm ready for a new experience. So how can I meet this moment and, and with a new fresh set of eyes, what's a different way that I can take this. And uh, you know, those are those little moments of, discomfort of adaptation like asking you there's got to be another way here 
Well, and there's a ton of acceptance in those moments, Matt, right? Yeah. I mean, where you, you have those conversations, you get in these little tidbits with your wife or your partner or whoever it may be, because change is needed either on yeah. your end or on your partner's end. And as a collective, like you're saying, we have to have that listening in ear. We have to put ourselves in those people's shoes and we have to move, I think, pretty quickly sometimes through those conversations with our partners in the acceptance immediately. Like we got to, yeah. we got to accept, okay, okay like we've got to be Maybe real with ourselves store. sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we have to say okay now i actionably have to change my behaviors right yeah and it's funny because i think a lot of people will fall short here man like they'll yeah. become aware and i think sometimes they they don't fully accept again and then they, the action never takes place because they didn't fully accept the conversation that was had they didn't really like you're saying really take that time to really think about it and then let it settle and marinate so where they can move into those 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 layers. Yeah. Well, yeah. so much of it, like it's it's that it's the defense of an identity, right? Like yeah. all of it is. It's like it's uncomfortable that to change the narrative of who of who you are, who you've always been, and it's meant to like it's it's meant to be as you said before, like a a neural habit. It's it's keeping us in a, a mode of protection. You know, there's safety in certainty. Tons of risk. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And for people who don't like taking risk, this is also why you probably haven't shifted emotionally or mentally in your life. Because yeah. it takes a lot of risk to move through these things. Totally. Because you got to be real with yourself, right? I think a lot of this is just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And like you're saying with that identity piece, I think a lot of people, and I'm not outside of this list of people, I think everybody is guilty of this is we go into denial yeah we try to tell ourselves oh that's not me mm -hmm. you know and, and we come up like you're saying with these objections of, of, of why we don't want to change or why mm -hmm. that's not we're not going to accept it kind of deal but if you hear yourself in that talk that's an indicator that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing right totally very good all right man let's move into the last piece so we talked about action so now we got achievement so this is a big one, man. This is where the fuel comes in for people that are trying to heal. This is a lot of times when, you know, they, when you're not well, it's hard to get going and to do the things that you need to do to get well. But this is that part. If you've already gotten through the awareness, the acceptance, you started changing the patterns and behaviors. And then all of a sudden things start to happen for you. Right. And then it's like this fuel starts to build slowly and it motivates you to do more and more change and to have more and more new behaviors and it gets addicting at some point, right? Like people are like, oh, this is, this is great. Like all these things that I wanted to shift are starting to shift. I'm seeing some results. And then it starts to fuel them into to getting more of these achievements and basically moving more into of really we're changing. Now we're changing the chemistry, right? Now we're really starting to make our way through the adaption and the body's starting to, to, to move more and settle in at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's really the integration period, right? It's mm -hmm. like you had this stress, the, the interpretation of it, uh, the new action, and then now you're integrating the experience into your physiology, your hormones, your, your, your mindset and all those things. And when I think of like integration, I also think of um, the Shavasana, the end of the end of a yoga set where you're just that's where most of the work is happening actually, because you, you did all the, the postures, the poses, the breath, and now you're just receiving. So integration, I think is like really about a receiving. And so many of us, I think, get into um, 
a reality where we're always giving you know there's some of us out there that really just con- like your doctor you're you're giving all the time and and i know for myself too i i'm not great at asking for help so sometimes even like asking for help is a new behavior that then allows you to to receive and and essentially achieve so i think there's a lot of pieces here where people can get stuck too when that's not a natural um response for them they're not and and we do we spend enough time uh reflecting on the fact that we deserve to achieve you know are we feeling it like do we do the action step but then we're not sitting in in a deserving kind of a state because we're we feel we're not good enough or we have shame or, you know, I find it interesting that this integration phase or this state of receiving can be so challenging for some of us. And then we're not, you know, even acknowledging the reward of, of like, Hey, I accomplished this. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, done, move on to the next thing. You know, we're so quick. Like I am so guilty of this. Like you might, you might achieve certain accomplishments. Ah, when you get to it, you're like, yeah, I can do better. You know, what if we actually like spend some time just really receiving that achievement, just acknowledging that, wow, good job, Nick, or good job, David. Like you really like you really moved through that one in a new way. You, you it, it was it was really profound what you experienced. But you know, this is a time for like journaling, for reflection, for you know, having a conversation with a, you know your best friend, you know, whatever it may be, to like just acknowledge the fact that like you moved through some challenging shit. And now you're now you're gonna now you're in this state of achievement and receiving and and. What an important place to like spend some time. I love that, man, because you're absolutely right. This shows up, that theme shows up in so many little ways in life and then also big ways, right? Yeah. And I think everybody's on such this like go, 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 go type mindset all the time that they don't stop. Like you hear the, the saying, stop to smell the roses, right? But like, like you're saying, it's like, okay, I worked to get here. Okay, big deal. And you're already just like off to the next thing. And it's like yeah. bask in it for a little while. Like, for all of our listeners, okay, when you have sex and you orgasm, do you, like, jump out of bed and just get on with your day? Or do you sit there and just enjoy that feeling that you just experienced, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody sits and enjoys it. It's, it's, it's yeah. amazing, right? But we do, we're so guilty of this in life. Like, we just yeah. skip over the good stuff sometimes. And why not bask in that? Because all that chemistry is changing in the body and your hormones are being and you're in this. It's a very nice internal state, right? And I think a lot of people just, like you're saying, it's just like they're not conscious of it. They're not aware of it. It's just like they pass on through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's culturally indoctrinated to some degree, too, especially with our modern culture and like reward, like dopamine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's ever enough. Like you can't scroll enough. You can't have enough like peak experiences. Uh, you know, you can't get enough shit done during the day. Like we're, we're so like on to the next thing and we're like dopamine depleted in such a big way. I think that that reward center and that sense of achievement just is never like never satiated. It never truly is. And I think of like simple little things, eating your food, like having gratitude or cultivating a, a gratitude practice so you can actually recognize, you know, bring some awareness. Like maybe that's partly where this whole cycle repeats itself is that you have some awareness that, wow, I just, I moved through some good, you know, big stuff. I'm going to sit with this for a bit and then have some acceptance for this new level that I'm at. And then I keep, in, you know, in reinforcing these new experiences so that I can like sit in this, this reverence and this beautiful space. Like you said, even after an orgasm and cuddling with your partner and, you know, just enjoying the moment. Um, 
you know, I, I think we're, we've fried our receptors in our physiology and neurology, uh, especially on that, that level of dopamine, right? Like what would be the, what would be the, maybe it's oxytocin. Like maybe that's like sort of the, the hormone of achievement of just like connection, right? Of like, uh, I connected with myself. I connected with my partner. Yeah, but we're, well, we limit ourselves, like you're saying. Like we're not experiencing those things. It's yeah. like we skip right over them. So I love how you said the awareness comes back full circle. So the cycle yeah. repeats itself. Because like at this point, you need to have the awareness again. You know, like how many of your patients tell you like you'll ask them if they're feeling better and then they sit there and they think about it and they're like, oh gosh, I didn't realize till now, but yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. And like, they just never thought about it. They didn't sit there and ever just think and have awareness of like, do I feel better than when I started? Yeah. You know, when I was changing this or changing that. And I hear it all the time. They're like, man, it's stealthy. It just kind of sneaks up on you. I'm like, well, that's healing. Healing isn't like A to B and like, it's like a switch that changes. Like it's very subtle, but if yeah. you have that awareness, you notice like, oh, wow, I'm doing this better. And this is easier. Or I don't have as much pain or yeah, that these habits are easier that I created a while back. And like you're saying with the journaling, what a great thing to journal about. I think we all, when we, when we have our gratefulness, you know, things that we put in our journal, it's usually for like people and, and things that are happening to us. But what about what we're accomplishing as far as changing our behaviors and changing, you know, these patterns, like that should be some things that you're writing in your gratefulness journal is like, I'm grateful because, you know, I had the awareness Right. And the acceptance to move through this and I change behaviors and now I'm, I'm feeling this way. And what a grateful thing to really look more internal, I think, mm -hmm. at, at your achievements. Right. And to kind of bask in it, like you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's such a uh, important conversation. You know, I love I love the simplicity of this framework. And and, uh, and I think it's it's something that, you know, I, I'm going to definitely reflect on more often and I'll bring that into my uh, journaling experience too. And, and I think that, man, like if we spent more time here, just spending a little bit of, uh, you know, when we're in a moment and just acknowledging where we are in this moment, like what, what's our level of self-awareness as we move through this challenge and, and, you know, we can maybe just start to course correct uh, as we go. It, I, I mean, I say this all the time too, I, People are so good at pointing out what's not working, you know, the pain, the discomfort. And uh, when it changes, it's like complete mental fog that was ever there. Like, I find that so interesting that, that we're just really good at paying attention to that, which is screaming the loudest. But as soon as that scream is gone, we forgot that that scream is there. And then so we were not, again, that's part of that achievement. We didn't spend time just really recognizing that we move through this and, the, and that that pain, the digestive issues, the hormones or whatever, they're all in balance now, but we we forgot how, how much discomfort that was. Like, wow, what an opportunity to really reflect and, and have gratitude for where we are now. Well, and to acknowledge it, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's bad, man. Totally. And I'm the same way. Like I'm laughing because I see it all the time, but like it's it's no different for me, man. Like I think oh, yeah. we're all everybody's guilty of this at some point. Yeah. Well, and, and we're I think just you know, one other point on this is like we're good at complaining. We're really good at complaining. We want sympathy. We want people to we want to connect, right? Yeah. So if you like talked about that circle, we want we don't go right to the achievement, the oxytocin. We just want to go straight there. We want to bypass the self-awareness the the acknowledgement even the action steps we just want to go right to the connection 
Yeah. And it's it's in our nature to want that. We just want to feel loved and supported and and like if we want to do this properly, we can get so much more self-empowerment by like feeling that that those hormones and that oxytocin just through self-connection because we we went through it mm. as opposed to like just tried to bypass it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm big picture everybody when you're working on anything in life, whether it's healing or, or any of these, these things we're talking about, the big lesson is here is you have to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. Okay. Whoever is helping you do these, or if you're going to guides and, and mentors or people to help you make these changes, they're not doing the work. It's not them. They're guiding you. You're doing the work. You're in the driver's seat. This is all things and actual things. I mean, they're talking about that you have to go through. They cannot do these things for you. They can guide you. They can't do them for you. So. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. So for Great our listeners, framework. yeah, remember, this is this, this AAA formula or straight A formula for conscious change, awareness, acceptance, action, and achievement. Put it into practice. These things are great. If you got a lot out of this podcast, please let us know. Shoot us an email. But for this to, to make changes in your life, you've got to put this into action. So. Hopefully everybody got something out of this today. And again, me and Nick talk about all the time. Uh, we love doing this for everybody. We love getting on every week and talking about fun things like this. And we've got some fun stuff coming down the pipeline in the next month or so. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.